Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and we recently did some rules episodes, and we got a lot of comments and questions back, didn't we, Erin? Yes, we did. Lots and lots of emails and questions from people. And so we thought we'd go through a few that we received and just kind of talk through, you know, what we would do and maybe what the rule says. Um, So Erin, do you want to start us off with a few that you received on social media? Yeah, I received a few from Leah. She uh, messages me when she plays a match and then has a question, which I love. So here are some that she sent that we thought were super interesting. So this, the first one has to do with hitting an overhead. She said, random rules question. I can't even count the amount of times that I've set up for an overhead to hear an opponent yell, look out before I hit it. I guess they're warning their partner, but what's the call on that? If I stop the, do I stop the point and play it over? Um, I always tense up because now I know that I need to watch the ball for my overhead and also see where the net person is. And there just is a lot going on in the court. So I think this one is pretty cut and dry, isn't it, Carolyn? Or or maybe I shouldn't say that. None of the rules are really cut and dry. Well, I think there's the rule and then what people normally do. What did you tell her, Erin? What did you say? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Or do you remember? I should have looked at my... Well, because I I think I know the rule and, and I get confused when hindrances come in, but the rule is you are not supposed to yell out when the ball is traveling away from you, right? So if I've hit a lob, the ball is now moving from my side of the court to someone else's side of the court. And I'm not supposed to say, look out or, you know, watch out or move or run, you know, any of that. But it is so natural If I were to guess, I would say a very, 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 very high percentage of rec players say something. Yes. If they know they're going to get their partner at the net killed, right? Yeah. But what's the actual rule? Do you know? Okay. So I looked up the rule and it is talking when ball is in play. And this is what it says. Singles players should not talk during points. Okay. Talking between doubles partners when the ball is moving toward them is allowed. Toward them. Toward them. Okay. Doubles players should not talk when the ball is moving toward their opponent's court. Okay, just exactly what you said, Aaron. And then it Mm -hmm. says, any talking that interferes with an opponent's ability to play a ball is a hindrance. Now, what's interesting is in front of court, they say, for example, if a doubles player hits a weak lob and yells, get back, and the yell distracts an opponent who is about to hit the ball, then the opponent may claim the point based on a deliberate hindrance. If the opponent chooses to play the lob and misses it, the opponent loses the point because the opponent did not make a timely claim of hindrance. So So this is what happens. That's what happens. Yes. Yes. So that's even more interesting when you think about it, Carolyn, because if I hit a weak lob and I yell out, Carolyn, move back. Watch out. And it it messes them up. Here's what's going to happen. Here's 99.9% of the time. This is what's going to happen. Our opponents are going to hit it straight into the net. And then they're going to be mad at us 
And they're going to say, you hindered me by yelling out and you can't do that. The problem is they actually have to stop play before they literally have to catch the ball or let it bounce and just say, you hindered me. I'm taking that point. Yes. And no one does that. Super awkward. That's super awkward. Have you ever been in a match where someone does that, where they say as I haven't either. But most, but, but almost every single day that I'm on the court, somebody throws up a weak lob and somebody says, watch out. Yes. Yeah. And then somebody gets mad afterwards. Uh-huh. And a lot of times, up. and a lot of times what they say is we need to replay the point, right. which isn't and the rule. Yeah. Um, but that's what they say a lot of times. So, so follow-up question to that then, Carolyn, speaking of replaying points, when is there, the only time that you replay a point is if it's a let. Correct. Versus and the lets taking are confused. A point. Yes. Versus no, taking the point. No, I'm just I'm just saying replaying a point in general. Okay. So in general, so what Rebel Good told us is a let is how you should think about it. I remember him saying this, and I hope he's listening so that he can correct me. Because <laughs> he will, he will he email and say, me ladies, this is how I don't understand why you don't understand. <laughs> what are you talking about, Carolyn? Yes. But I think you have to think is I've been hindered on making a play on the ball. And then you say, was it intentional? Was it unintentional? Oh, gosh. And if it was intentional, you take the point. And if it was unintentional, you replay the point. Okay. Um, but, so you have to think it's it's hard. This is, is the hard. part I do not enjoy because. Uh, well, and the other thing, you have, to, you have to think quick, right? So you yes. have to decide, am I mad about it? Am I like, there's a lot going yeah. on and you have to figure out, yeah, if it was intentional or unintentional. But I would like to hear if anybody's actually done that when someone's getting ready to hit an overhead because people do it all the time where they say, watch out or weak shot. I feel like they almost need to do training on that. Yes. Literally. Like from now on in your matches, the next time someone throws up a lob and someone yells, yells out, watch out, back up, whatever they say, catch the ball and just get used to doing that. But then you are going to be the jerk that enforces the rule. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Just so you know, that's. Yeah, that's, that's what'll happen. Argument. It's going to be an argument if you then say, catch the ball and say, my point. <laughs> my point. Move on. She actually has Leah has some other good ones about um taking the point, which I'll get into. But the next one she said is during a match on a different court, we saw someone's shoe come off. And she really stuck with that point until it was over. Then she got her shoe back on. People in my court were like, What the heck? But I just learned from your podcast that that is not a let and that you keep going. That's correct. That's correct. So if a shoe comes off, a racket flies out of your hand, you fall, it's all part of the game. You play through. Yes. Okay. So in friend at court, it says a player's racket coming out of the hand or a shoe coming off is not the basis for either player claiming a let. So no one can call it. You can't call it and you can't really hinder yourself. So you couldn't call that anyway, but the opponents can't call it. But it says something else, and I want us to kind of go over this. We may need to do an additional episode on this, but it says, a let is never authorized for a hindrance caused by something within a player's control, such as when a player's racket comes out of hand, when a player's shoe comes off, or when a player trips over the player's own hat. I was going to say But then it hat. says, yeah. however, if a player's hat falls off during a point, an opponent may immediately call a let due to an unintentional hindrance. To me, this does not make sense. <sighs> Because no, it's that's like, super gray. Yeah, it's like, okay, my shoe comes off. The opponent can't call anything. 
But if my my hat hat comes comes off, off. an opponent can. And I just don't understand it. We need to ask Rebel about that. Rebel, yeah, that's just incorrect in my book. It just doesn't make pieces of. There's still pieces of equipment. It's like I always worry about, like you know, those little um, racket dampeners. Yes, I always like I've played before and I've hit, and that thing has flown off, and I always wonder. Like actually, that thing's that thing's so small. Like, what if it? Just hypothetically, what if it flew off and like hit the net player and then the net player, like my opponent, like let's say I hit a forehand and I hit it so hard that that little dampener flew off and flew across the net and hit one of the other players or got in their way or they like, is that a let? Was I hindered and making a play on the ball? And I wasn't doing, it wasn't intentional. So it must be a let. Well, it depends on whether they're making a play on the ball, number one. I also think, you know, if it would hit the net, then they would lose the point, right? Because if you or anything you touch hits the net, you lose the point. Um, Oh, gosh. Um, But that is an interesting question. But you see how this can be really confusing. So you're saying if I hit... You think tennis is simple and a simple game with simple rules. And then all of a sudden, these weird situations happen. And there's no official for us. And you don't know what to do. Not only is it not simple in the rules and in, in like just from the rule standpoint, it's also not as simple as just having a racket with a ball and trying to get it over the net. There's a yes. million ways to do that. Yeah. Spin, flat, you know, strategy. Yeah. It's very much not a simple game like when I started and thought it was going to be. I know. And you have to remember the score. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> On top of all that. So, okay. One more super quick back to that. So you're saying if I hit. Let's say I hit a forehand or a backhand. My little um, dampener flies through the air, hits the net. I would lose the point. I believe part so. of my equipment touched the net. Touched the net before the ball was dead. Interesting. Yeah. Again, okay. I, let me Rebel double check. Up. I think I think we need to double check the rules and double check with Rebel Good on that. But that's what I would say. Like part of your equipment touched the net while the ball was in play. You lost yes. a point. Um, yep. But I think, again, that would go over real well with um, the yeah. people that that happens to. Yes. Yeah. The okay, opponents love, really agree to that one. Right. I would love this next one. This is kind of just a statement, but I just thought it was very funny and I wanted to read it. And it came from Leah. She just said, I had someone tell me that she can say anything she wants while I'm getting ready to kill basically a lob. And she told me that I was wrong. And she told me that my our expert guest was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I am positive, especially after listening to your podcast, that she is in the wrong. I just thought that was funny. So this lady is arguing with Leah, telling her that our expert guest was incorrect. So. Yeah, so basically, I think she's saying that Rubble Good, who does the it's, Court of Appeals right, column ITF. for Tennis Magazine and the, the Stomp the Ump column for um, Western Wake Tennis Association. The guy that has officiated at the U.S. Open. Yes, that guy's wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and so she's saying that her opinion. She can say anything I she can wants. say Anything I want, anytime I want. Yes. Yes. And see, that's what's hard about playing adult yes, tennis. Because, yeah. because she's going to stick to that, even though she'll never read the rules. She is going to stick to that. And she's going to tell other people the same thing, that she knows the rules and that she can say anything she wants at any time. <laughs> and then it becomes that weird, do you argue this or not? Like, right. what, do you, what do you do from a practical standpoint when you're right. out there and you, you just walk away? This? There's, there's, you know? no, there's no getting through to people like that. Or do you say whatever you want and keep going? 
I don't know. Maybe that would be fun. Like a match. Maybe you go to a dark place (laughs) like Carolyn does sometimes and just say whatever you want. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Okay, for the dampener question, I looked it up in Friendit Court, and Rule 24G states, The point is lost if the player or the racket, whether in the player's hand or not, or anything which the player is wearing or carrying touches the net or the opponent's court at any time while the ball is in play. So Aaron's dampener, if it flies off and flies into the net, she would lose the point. Or if it flies off and touches the opponent's court or I guess the opponent, she would lose the point. However, I did confirm with Rebel Good that if Aaron's dampener comes off and lands in her court, then her opponent can call let. Also, after listening to the episodes with Rebel Good one more time, I think I'm starting to understand the main situations where no one can call let for something that happens on your court. And those situations are when a racket comes out of your hand, your shoe falls off, or someone falls. And in all three of those situations, that person is at a disadvantage. So no one on the court can call let. The opponent still needs to finish the point, but if someone's racket's out of their hand, it would be very difficult for them to play. But please let me know if I'm thinking about this incorrectly, especially Rebel, if you're listening. We hope you check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.